the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Or should I say this is the Big Ben Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast. That's right. We're still all Big Ben all the time right here on the Steelers Standard. Ben officially announcing his retirement no ambiguity to it nope. whatsoever. None no, at all. Oh, my dad says I don't know if I'm retiring, or <laughs> my, you, my GM said. Who are you I referencing know. on this? Just some guy seems who, like some who random... played for 22 years instead of 18. He won seven Super Bowls. It seems like some random thing you're calling back to. I don't know. It's weird, but definitively we can we beautiful, can say here. Yep, beautiful video he drops on his Twitter account. Uh, How many with his times family you next that to since? him? A couple times, but I think I've, I've in, stopped it in the middle because it's too hard to get through. It I'm is not gonna tough. lie. I think within like the first twelve release on Friday or on Thursday rather, I watched it probably ten times. Oh, it just gets you right in the I feels, know. man. Right? It's it was really well done from uh, Big Ben, and like we said, it is now official. And we had something produced here at the station by Brian Price from DVE. We want to definitely play it for you here in a second. A nice montage of Big Ben because I'm not even kidding. It is the Best thing it's I think I've heard. It's the standard when it comes to player montage. It is the best montage I've heard, without, maybe ever. Without any video footage attached. It's just audio. Absolutely. So we're going to give that a play here. But before we do, want to remind you guys, on SNR, we're doing seven days of seven. This is day number four of the seven days of seven. Earlier this morning, 7 a.m., we're talking on Monday January 31st, you heard the Ravens game that clinched the Steelers going to the Super Bowl to face off against the Cardinals in 09. And tonight at 7 on January 31st, you will hear that Super Bowl win against the mm. Arizona Cardinals. We got games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as well. 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., you'll hear a game on Big Ben's most illustrious catalogs of performances mm. throughout his career. So, seven days of seven. Make sure you're tuning in at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. for some original broadcast. But like I said, we're going to play this montage back for you that our guy Brian Price from DVE cooked up. Take a listen if you haven't heard it before. If you have heard it before, it's great every single time you hear it. So here is the Ben Montage. Uh, With the 11th pick in the 2004 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Ben Roethlisberger. Steelers first-round draft choice, Ben Roethlisberger, took off the headpiece and started taking snaps from center Jeff Harmon. So, looks like he's up, guys. I just want to play football and and give it everything I have. Ben's going to run the quarterback throw. He's down to the goal line and into the end zone for the Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Boy, you got to be impressed with this big Ben Roethlisberger. I hated the name at first, but now it's so easy because that's just what everyone calls you. You say Big Ben, everyone knows it's you. So you don't have to say Ben Roethlisberger. It's kind of nice. Keeps people from not saying my last name. (laughs) (laughs) An unbelievable play. Then get to Houdini. He just threw it over everybody in the end zone. Touchdown. Pittsburgh Steeler legend. Here's the game to Jerome. He has it. Oh, 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 the ball is pumping. And the Colts pick it up. Look out. If it wasn't for Ben Roethlisberger making a shoestring tackle, the game's over the other way. Those of you guys that have been here, you know that's how we do it. We pick each other up, offense, defense, special teams. Young guys that just got here, that's how we do it. Eight seconds to go. Steelers down by three. Ben gets the snap, rolls right. He looks, he runs, he dies. He's in. He's in. He's in. He's in. What a job Ben has done today. He has been like a maestro out there. Ben is taking the spike. Touchdown! Touchdown! 
He looks. He throws it for the near sideline. It's caught it. in the end zone. It's been Shotgun, Steelers trailing by three, second and goal at the four. He's back, throws it over the middle, the pass is in. in the world. Let's go take care of our business today. Have fun doing it, all right? All right. Love you guys. Ben Blue gets the snap. He scrambles around, throws it back corner of the end zone. Santonio with a touchdown! Santonio holds! I don't know how he did it! Hey, you guys are the best fans in all of sports, bar none. And we love you guys very much. Thanks for all your support. We appreciate it. We got a chance here for Ben to take a bow. That sweet looking formation, the victory formation. Ben steps in. One last hurrah. He takes the knee. Heinz Field is so special to me, just like this city is. These fans in this place, it just it means so much to me and my family, and uh, always will. Thanks to number seven for all the memories from your 24 7 audio home of the Steelers, SNR. Chills. Chills every time. I always like to point out, I never knew, because I was so young. I mean, third, fourth grade. You're in third, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm in fifth grade, maybe, when Ben gets drafted. Yeah. All the years just are running together with all the alcohol yeah. and drugs I've done since then. <laughs> but I hear him talking about how he didn't really like, he he had to warm up to the nickname Big Ben a little bit. I like, don't I remember that I never knew that. All. I never knew never that little that. clip of like, yeah, you know, I didn't really like it at first, but then, you know, I realized everybody just keeps going, that's who you are, Big Ben, and... You know, people it's just call you that, and it's it. easier, and then he jokes a little bit. That, another time you see his personality start to shine through a little bit when he's saying, you know, it's easier than saying Roethlisberger. Like, Do you remember those shirts, too, that everyone had? Literally, it's like a black shirt with the big bank clock yeah. and big face of Ben next to it. It was great. Everyone had that shirt. And it brings me to this little aside debate. He's got to have one of the best, most recognizable nicknames in the history of, of not just football, but sports, right? Big Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think of... You can still say, like, one-name guys like Brady or Jordan or, or LeBron, Peyton. but, like, those so guys, those, those are, are their, their names. Like, like what, King James? Like, people have, People like will King. call him King James. Like, that's like it's well not, known. You, you hear King, I think, King Henry? King James? <laughs> like, it's not, like, associated with one guy. You hear Big Ben, you know it's... Brady, I guess, is kind of getting the goat thing going now, but yeah. still, That's he, Jordan you, you call also. him Brady, MJ, his airness. I mean, he's got a million. Jordan does. Basketball players tend to. Right, there's not one. I that think of Carl Malone, the mailman. You know, people yeah. call him the mailman all the time, but like, you no refer, one really you referred to him every, as the it's, mailman. It's almost hard and fast, and every single time it's Big Ben, Big Ben, Big mm-hmm. Ben, Big Ben. So he might. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna put a stamp on it. Wow. I think he's got the most popular nickname. Or at least he's referred to. The most used nickname. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. He's got the most utilized nickname of any athlete across professional sports. Big Ben. It's Yeah, it's it's wild. It's beautiful. We're not done with the nostalgia on this episode here. Oh, you're going to interrupt me and just try to transition there. Mini Mason? No, we're not going to do Mini Mason. I'm so glad you stopped the transition (laughs) into our list here to bring up the dumbest joke I think I've ever heard. We're not done with the nostalgia on this episode, not, like I was going to say. Not even close. You heard the montage. You'll wipe the tears from your eyes. We've given you enough time to regroup yourself now. We've put together a little something of our own here. 
It's our top five Big Ben moments as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Folks, let me tell you something. This list was almost impossible to put together. How can you condense moments in a great 18-year Hall of Fame career into just five? But that's exactly what we tried to do. Don't get mad at us out there listening. Oh, this should have been on the list or this should have been higher. Guys, you could do a list of 25 moments with Big Ben, and you still might leave what some What we off. contemplated doing here was saying we're going to do 6 through 10 because we kind of agreed that 5 through 1, maybe 4 through 1, are all universally agreed upon. But So we were, we were going to just do like 5 through, like the bottom half of the top 10 just because that one is far more up to interpretation than the actual top But I'm not about that. I'm about moments. top 5. No, because you want to recognize the best the officially. Exactly. But before we get into the 5... Kick around some honorable mentions. So if you hear these, they're obviously not on our top five list, but but they're still worth mentioning. Starting in 05, obviously there's a big one on our list from 05 that we'll get to soon. But there's a couple of honorable mentions from 05 that you got to think about in that Super Bowl alone on the Heinz Ward past Anton Randall L. Big Ben that block throwing a block, baby. That's the thing about Big Ben. He played a terrible game as a quarterback in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, but, but he, as a football player, uh, he made. And the other plays. moment that was kind of kicking around in our heads was the touchdown run uh-huh. that he had. The if you're in Seattle, quote unquote touchdown sure. run that he had. Exactly. He made the football plays, the gritty scramble into the end zone you know, to get in, the block to free Heinz Ward on the end around to throw the pass. Like, or love, Antoine Randall, excuse people me. People love to bring up the block that Fanica had on the Willie Parker touchdown run. Is Ben's block the best block in the Is, game? Maybe. I mean, Fanica got paid to make that block. That's what you expected that from That was him. a designed pull from the other side so that he can lead the way. Ben had to have the full football acumen. To recognize, I got to make this blocker, and Antoine's not going to have a clear shot of making this pass. Some other honorable mentions that you do when you work through history. Yeah, a ton. I mean, I mean, so like you can say like individual plays, moments. The moment you know we talked about the Super Bowl Forty, but that whole playoff run, the the string of trick plays throughout it. There was one in Cincinnati that bent through into the end zone. There was one in Denver. That bent through to uh, Cedric Wilson in the end zone, and then it the ended. Super Bowl one, obviously. It ended with the Super Bowl, but this the 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 football, just how great it was, pure tricks with Ken Wisenhunt at the time at yeah. the helm, talking about string of uh, OCs throughout Ben's time. But that one that sticks out to me in 05 is that run of trick plays that were all effective and led to wins uh, to lead to a Super Bowl. Uh, any for you that stick out in, in the early stages? I mean, you go back to the, some of the moments he's had with A.B. He's had some big ones there. Uh, obviously, the third and 18 conversion that A.B. caught against on his Baltimore. helmet against the Ravens. Yeah. And then the very next week, he goes to New York and catches another big third. Or New York comes to Pittsburgh. But you know what I mean? Playing the Jets in the mm-hmm. AFC title game, A.B. catches another big first down in that game. So, I mean, just those two passes to a young yeah. AB that no one really was familiar with at the time, and yeah. including Ben Roethlisberger. Well, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders was higher on the depth chart. Same with that Mike year. Wallace. Well, I mean, I mean I'm just talking I'm about just the saying, rookies, like those were the, the two dogs. Yeah. Like as far as the receiving room was concerned, and AB was the one that kind of you know a little foreshadowing for what his career was going to be by making the two biggest plays mm-hmm. in those playoff runs. We talked about this in a previous episode. The amount of comeback wins or game winning drives he had in 08. Right, we know he matched or he set his career highs 
for those numbers. You, you could just say honorable year. mention all these like drives. Sure. The, yeah. Like yeah. the immaculate extension. Obviously, that's more of an A B moment at the end. But like the drive has get, to happen. You don't get ben. to that slant sure. route on the five or eight yard line wherever they were without another ben. another Ben one Ben and A B one. I mean, there are so many. But in two thousand and seventeen or sixteen, I believe, almost back to back games, if not a week apart, Baltimore and Green Bay. Yeah. Both, Getting I think, Boswell into range. Both, I think, Sunday night games. You have like thir- it's Patrick Mahomes esque, right? You have thirty seconds left on the clock. You're on your own twenty yard line. You're thinking, okay, the game's gonna go to, into overtime. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ben's gonna throw a ridiculously accurate pass. I mean, that's something we always talk about. Tom is his ability to scramble in the pocket and his ability, excuse me, to make tougher plays with a bigger arm airing it out, but so. Infrequently, do we speak about his ability to put the ball right where it needs to be? And it's the peak is the San Antonio Holmes touchdown catch in 2008. But on those drives alone in Green Bay against Baltimore, Ben had to do the exact same thing. Third and 18 against Buffalo, the scramble run. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's such a little arbitrary one, and that's why it's an honorable mention to me. And it came earlier in the game. It's so funny. Like in the third quarter or fourth quarter, I think. It's just such a funny play to watch him escape six times in the pocket and then scoot around the outside and get 18 yards for a first down. I think it was uh, uh, Greg Gumbel who was on the call that day, and he thought Ben had gone down. That happened a lot. Not only did announcers think Ben went down yeah. a lot, cameramen used to get pump oh, fake down the field well, constantly. Well, you don't have to talk about the, the feet, the feet work. The pump fake. Yeah, is that's it what I the mean. Best, the, is it the best pump fake in football history? I think history? that will be the attribute that he goes into the Hall of Fame as being the GOAT at as being the best at it. People, they'll do the thing where it's like the escapability, the precision, the big arm, the playing quarterback with the body of a linebacker. But it was that pump fake that was above the rest. Like They'll do something like that. Unfortunately for Ben, that pump fake kind of, not all the time, but kind of came back to bite him in the ass a little bit because on those plays where he somehow couldn't hold on to it, the ball would come out. And you would assume, well, we know Ben likes to pump fake, so we're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt if that was supposed to be a forward pass. Like that game against Baltimore, before they came back in 2010, there was a time of which Ben had a pump fake, fell out of his hands. Yeah, he did it so aggressively mm-hmm. that like it was and a it, shock every time he was able to not have it fall out of his hand. And almost. the few times where he couldn't corral it or couldn't hold on to it, the ref said, well, we know Ben is pump faking here. We know that wasn't what he does. pass, so we had to give the ball to the other team here. I would put a little credit towards honorable mention for this season and the yeah, record f- or personal record for fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives. That Just the last set. the last two games of the regular season, yeah. Cleveland and Baltimore. As 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 Madden likes to say, Ben had three games to end his career. Yeah, only got to ever do it. But the the first two were really were special. really special, and they'll be ones that everybody constantly remembers. And you beat your two arch rivals on the way out the door, and it yielded you a playoff berth. So it did. just absolutely what you want. stuff. Before we get to what were you gonna say, say what you want no, about say what you want about maybe wasting a year and not getting higher draft capital. You play to win the game. You play to make yeah, it to the exactly. playoffs. And also bragging rights over Browns and Ravens fans. Exactly. Because screw Browns and Ravens fans. Sweep them in your last season. Don't even get me started on the other team in the division. No. They're acting up like crazy <laughs> right now. I don't wanna, we'll get to that in a later episode here. But before we get to our official list, the last one I want to bring up is one that definitely would have been on the list, maybe behind the top two at number three, 
if they didn't end up losing the game, mm. and that's the fake spike against the Dallas Cowboys. He went into the Dan Marino bag of tricks, the old Pittsburgh kid Dan Marino, and he pulled out the fake spike, and it worked. Unfortunately, the defense, a dumb penalty, and couldn't hold. The Cowboys were able to get into the end zone and win the game. So that's why it's off the list, because it was a loss. But Still, in the moment, man, you're thinking... that was Like I said, I think it's probably number three on our list behind the obvious there. top two if they end up holding the Cowboys and winning the football game. Absolutely, it's up there. It was just such a cowboy moment, just that... It's really not. Like, you know, the cowboys kind of suffer at the hands of... No, no, of no, I meant, plays. like, as far as an Old West cowboy gunslinger moment. Ah, like, gotcha. in Ben's mentality. Gotcha. Like, and I just love the symmetry of Dan Marino, Pittsburgh kid, Central Catholic Pitt, does it for Miami successfully, and it's like, oh, my God, what an amazing... Since he didn't win a Super Bowl, that's probably the play for his career. I would say so. And then you fast forward to the guy who becomes a Pittsburgh legend, transplant-wise, from Ohio, drafted here, becomes a Pittsburgh kid just through who he was playing for, ends up doing it successfully as well. Unfortunately, just couldn't end up getting the win. What do you think? I want to talk about this really quick before we get to our top five. In his post-game press conference, I believe against Kansas City, it's it's hard to keep track of what he said about his career against in the post-game press conferences against Baltimore and Cleveland and Kansas City. But one of them, he said, I was meant to be a sealer. You know, I wore a black suit and a yellow tie. Do we really think Ben thought he was going to be drafted by the Steelers? He was that confident. Is mm. that why he wore those colors? I don't know. I think Ben wanted to be a Brown. Like, I, if you would have given him truth serum when he was – at Miami of Ohio, when and he was, was, he was starting to realize towards his end of his junior old, yeah. year at Miami of Ohio, he was like, okay, I can leave early and go to the draft. I'll be a first-round pick. He was probably like, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Cleveland more so than Cincinnati, hometown hero. That'd be really cool. But the arch rival ended up, in, for the next 18 years, shoved it up Just the backside of both Ohio teams oblivion. for the rest of their lives. The rest of their lives. All right. Top five Big Ben moments, okay. according to Jacob Brecht and Tom Offerman on the Steelers Standard. In the lab, cooking this up. Jacob, number five. Number five. You got to go. Be ready on the ones and twos there. Number five. Number five. You got to <laughs> go all the way back to 2004, his rookie season. Way back machine. This is year one. You're going up against good teams here. You're a good team yourself. I believe heading into this. The Steelers are five and one, maybe six and one, something like that. But he's coming to town as Mr. Super Bowl himself, Tom Brady, seven and zero, or maybe eight and zero at the time. And he is established as Tom. He Brady has won at this point. two, crazy to think, back two out to of back his, Super Bowls. Yeah, two out of his seven Super Bowls, not back to back. No, I mean the, uh, he had the two, a one, a two, and then the three they didn't win, and uh-huh. then this year. They would end up going well, on the oh, win. Right. But this I'm saying like, next, they're in the yes, middle of their yes. three- and four-year run. They're in the middle of Tom Brady's first. He's won back-to-back already. They're in the middle of Tom Brady's first of two, three-out-of-four stretches of winning <laughs> Super Bowls. Yes. Hate that guy. <laughs> Tom Brady comes to town. New England Patriots established team. Bill Belichick, one of the best coaches at this point. Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks. And Ben just balls out. Long touchdown pass to Heinz Ward. Long touchdown pass to Plexico Burris. Just like you mentioned, in like a cowboy shootout kind of way, he just completely outdueled Tom Brady. As a kid, I'll never forget that game. I mean, Halloween night. How could you? How could you not? You get your candy. You get to go trick or treating after Ben just absolutely beat the team, because 
right around 04, you start to become a fan, mm-hmm. at least we did, that you could realize what's happening. But I do remember 01 and Brady beating the Steelers there and me crying sure. and being upset. And I remember that Brady had won in 02 as well. And like, like we were coming into our own as football fans and we were immediately immersed into, wow, the Patriots are a dynasty right now. Already. And, and it's something like you're Ste- born with. And I remember the talk, all Steelers going into the, well, it's been a nice story for the Steelers here in Ben Roethlisberger, but it's got to end sometime, and what better way to end than Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, the current dynasty, rolling into town. And they punched him. In the- it wasn't even like, wow, skin of their teeth, they got out of there alive. They just kicked their ass up and down the football field for 60 minutes. It was a total welcome-to-the-party-pal moment for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And guess what? They are Bruce Willis in that moment, not the receiving end, <laughs> the elevator shaft, whatever, or people down the elevator shaft. Yeah, after. that came in the AFC Championship game a couple months later right. when the roles were reversed. Right, right, there. right. But this is not just a one singular moment memory that we have to right. include in our top five. It is a two-parter. Because the, the very second, next week. The very next week, another undefeated team comes to town. Not only any other undefeated team. That team that will face the eventual Super Bowl champions, New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles. Donovan McNabb, runs of NFC Championship games already before that, so they're, they are, they're established they are, as premier elite. They are going to their fourth NFC Championship game in later a row this year, yeah. later that year. So we know the Eagles are a powerhouse. <laughs> they're the class. They're one of the class sure. of the football league. And this is the year they finally break through, right? Yes, they had yes. gone three straight years, never made it to the Super Bowl. This is the year. And again... 27 to 3. I mean, you have two teams back to back, undefeated teams, eventual Super Bowl appearances, and you beat them as a rookie. And this time you blow out Philadelphia 27 to 3. It ain't even close compared to the last week, kind of close 34 20. That was the coming out party. You know, Mm -hmm. you beat the the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Browns, the Cowboys on the road. That's a pretty big win his rookie year. But when you beat the Eagles and the Patriots in back-to-back weeks, that's that's when you were like, okay, Steelers could legit make it to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. this year. Number four Number four, another two-parter we got going here. Oh, my goodness. We were in 04. See, you can tell how hard this list is. Let's flash forward 10 years, 2014, Tom. Back-to-back weeks. You know where we're going. Six-pack as Billy Hillgrove liked to refer to as back-to-back weeks, Indianapolis first, Baltimore second, Baltimore in that Sunday night game, that Sunday night slot, six touchdowns. Even more impressive, or just compounding on everything, threw for over 500 yards against Indianapolis yes, that first week. the first week. And then I think he threw for 340. 340, combining for nearly – a thousand yards passing in two games. Can you imagine that? A that was thousand... one of Ben's best statistical years overall. Thirty-two touchdowns yes. to nine interceptions. That was AB's best year of his career, I think. That's not twenty fifteen. Ben won his Super Bowls early. He won his compiling of stats for his Hall of Fame resume in Later that on. 2013 to 2017, 2018 stretch run. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. when he lit it. And up. we kinda we can assume there were pieces there that, that helped, contributed. of course. Yeah. But I mean you can't but yeah, those you guys, need, you need we, we, we've seen it now in, the, in their post-Steelers careers. We've seen those guys kind of struggle without Ben. I think when the back-to-back six touchdown games happened, and one of them being 522 yards, which was flirting with the single-game record for, for passing yards in a game, I think you missed it by like 30 or 40 mm-hmm. yards. 
that's when I think in 2014 the first moment kind of came where people were like they thought okay you know two Super Bowl rings he's been to a third well, he's probably he in and he hasn't been there but he's since. got he doesn't have the set and then that and I think on. after that Ravens game people were kind of like back to back games with six touchdowns that's a pretty be on a Hall of Fame resume you so. get it one time in your career and you're like that is impressive you do it back to back weeks. Also, a big clip, a big milestone to reach is 500 yards yes. in a game. Three times, three times in, his, in career. his career, including in a playoff game that ended up being a loss. But well, that would be the fourth. I think three times in the regular season. In the regular season. season. Okay. Yeah. So even better that mm-hmm. he did it in a playoff game, even though they ended up losing the playoff game. <laughs> Number, Number three, three, Jacob. Do you want to take list. this one? No, I want you to read it. I like Number three, <laughs> we just talked about incredible passing monumental moments. This one resulted in an incomplete pass. <laughs> 2010. But it's so perfect for It's ben. the best. 2010, division on the line. Steelers at Baltimore. Steelers down 6-10. to 10, Driving goal-to-go situation. Terrell Suggs rushes the pocket. Ben Roberts somehow escapes. Despite Terrell Suggs literally holding on to Ben's face mask. This isn't some practice squad that they called up this week. This is the guy, Terrell Suggs, who has the most sacks against Ben in Ben's career. This is the guy, defensive player of the year trajectory at this point in his career. I think he's, he won it the next year. He is getting to that point. He's ascending there. I believe he there. won it in 2011. This is 2010. But right so that's there. So that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And somehow, despite this guy being the force of nature that he is, despite being the best player in NFL history of getting Ben Roethlisberger to the ground. In that specific category. He's the king of the castle. He has been locked up. There's another one, right? There's one more to add on to all the other ones. And but... somehow Ben, ba- and, and not even running away, but backpedals, right? He's not even running and he's full, like backpedaling while he's pushing his arm out at him. And then somehow, some way, takes the ball into his left hand <laughs> and chucks it toward the sideline so that it's not. It, doesn't pull a Jimmy Garoppolo. I was just going to say Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, uh, Stafford Kyler even sometimes Murray this year. Night. They've been throwing it up into the middle of the field. No, you throw it towards ben the sidelines. Ben knows exactly what he's doing. And you throw it forward. You know? Yes, exactly. Ben easily could have like been disoriented in his direction. Throwing it throwing backwards, backwards, lost yardage. Nope. Lose the game. Baltimore True. recovers that. And no, Ben escapes. The very next play, if not two plays later, Isaac Redman end zone touchdown. Steelers win the game. Steelers win the division. And that's just it. They like, get home field advantage. They beat Baltimore a third time. And that's just it, though. Isaac Redman scored the touchdown, and that's really the play that got them the win, but it's not. The play that got them the win was that the escape in- from Terrell Suggs. And the best incomplete pass, not just in Ben's career, maybe in any maybe Hall of Fame quarterback's career. Maybe in any career. career ever. One honorable mention we did not include here. Kind of surprising. We may have let this one slip. Sweeping Baltimore three games in a season twice. That's pretty big time. It's tough to beat a team three times, as they always say. We talked about him sweeping Baltimore and Cleveland in his final season, but we neglected to bring up he swept them twice en route to a Super Bowl. I think that's a good honorable mention. Yeah, I I think we're okay leaving that outside of our No, it's it's a good honorable mention. That's why I'm surprised we didn't bring it. And the comeback against the Ravens in the one playoff game when they were down 14 to nothing. I remember I was— I think they were down 21 to 7. I was on JV— basketball for Mount Lebanon and you play before the varsity and then the varsity was playing it same night as that game uh, Saturday I think it was mm-hmm. the the game we had and I just remember sitting in the stands and it was like 14 to nothing and then 21 to 7 
And then like people are watching it on their GameCast because streams weren't up and, and running right, back then. Right, right, right. And people are like, it's twenty one to fourteen. And we're like, get the F out of here. And then it's like, it's twenty one, it's time. It's like twenty four, like, twenty one or something. And then like the Steelers that. take the lead and we finally were able to get out of there and see the rest of the game. And, and you get to see the third down play. Yeah, but like oh there. my God. The best. I just nothing nothing's better than beating your arch rival in a playoff game. But, it Coming might be back. better to spot them two touchdowns leads and then come back to beat them. That think, might be better. Make them think that they're cruising through it. They got it. They just got to run down the clock as fast and efficiently as they can. No, 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 no. No, 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 Not no, so no. fast. Number two and number one are obvious. Number it's, two is the tackle, the saving tackle that Ben Roethlisberger makes on Nick Harper. Of all the plays of his career, that's the best radio call. I, I Tunch's, think. Tunch's reaction. It's just such a. Pure it's so authentic. F- crystal meth football yes. moment. Bettis, the most reliable running back in the NFL. If any coach in the league had to pick one player to carry the ball and get one yard and it's not fumble, I've, all 32 probably picked Jerome that year. Or was there only 31? Were the Texans around? No, like 30, yeah, they, they were, were there. 32. The Texans were there. They came in an 0-2. Yeah, right. And then, uh, so Jerome Bettis fumbles, and Ben Roethlisberger, being the athlete and football player that he is, makes the shoestring tackle and stops Nick Harper. And Again, we talked about— I think it's important to remember, too, the defense did have to stiffen up after that and had to keep them in a distant field goal not, range not so that Vanderjack doesn't nail it. Not talked about enough. Rookie, not even just a vet or established guy or two years, three. Rookie Brian McFadden has to make a pass breakup in the end zone on Reggie Wayne. Oof, a future Hall of Famer. A rookie Brian McFadden did that. Breaks up the Hall of Fame connection from Manning to Wayne mm-hmm. to potentially take him to the The one of game. two Hall of Fame connections on that team, yeah. on that offense. So, huge upset and yes. couldn't have happened without but Big Ben making tackle. that play. Gives the defense the chance. Absolutely. And the defense took the opportunity and ran with it, as those defenses always did back then. Number one is, of course, the touchdown pass to Santonio Holmes to win the Super Bowl. Back in the end zone, great catch from Santonio Holmes, but only overshadowed by the fact that I don't think you could put that ball in any more perfect spot. Put that photo in the Louvre with Santonio's catch, and you see the three Cardinals defenders. It might be the best pass ever. All putting hands up, and somehow the ball has its arc find its way to Santonio. Wasn't even like... A bang, bang, okay, timing route, I'm throwing it there. Ben had to scramble a bit. It wasn't like he was under crazy It was his pressure, third look. But he had to scramble a bit. First look wasn't open, so he he looks around the pocket real quick. No one's there. He rolls out to his right, looking, 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 and he hits him in the back of the end zone. And the faith that Ben had in Santonio San to go back right. to him after dropping he, a much easier catch. A layup. It was how literally much, a layup. How much is that Super Bowl talked about differently if he just catches an easy I catch. don't know, but here's the thing. I know for a fact after that drop, I thought it was over. I was like, that was it. That was our moment. And then the very next play, they make absolutely Yeah, what's magic. crazy is the fact that the touchdown catch came on second down. So you still had— You still would have had some time. A third third and goal, and, but you're only down by three. So probably kick the field goal if you don't get it on third and goal. Yeah, going to overtime. Going to overtime. Or you'd have to still stop the Cardinals, yeah. as they still had to anyway, but— Lamar Woodley did, so it's okay. Yeah, we're good. Super Bowl number six in the back pocket. Thank you very much. So that's our top five <laughs> list. Number five, just to recap, 04, back-to-back wins over the undefeated Patriots and undefeated Eagles at the time, the two teams that would eventually meet in the Super Bowl. Patriots obviously getting the Super Bowl. All of that 15-1 to 1, 15 and 1 season for Ben and losing to the Patriots in the championship game. 
the learning experience that they had there yielded a Super Bowl the very next year. So you don't have to feel too, too bad mm-hmm. about not being able to capitalize on those two big wins in the regular season later in the postseason. Uh, number four for us was the six touchdown games, back-to-back, mm-hmm. six touchdowns, Colts and Ravens. Uh, number three, refresh my memory, what was number three again? The greatest, the greatest incompletion ever. In Terrell Suggs fighting him off. Nick Harper tackle number two, and number one, the San Antonio Holmes touchdown catch. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard, or should I say Big Ben Standard. Got a lot more Big Ben nostalgia coming your way on our next episode, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you next time.